Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal Crawford, and I invite you to a deep exploration of the tools of access consciousness and a totally different way of being. Hello. Welcome to the Crystal Crawford Show. I'm Crystal, and this week we are going to dive into confessions of a recovering control freak. I, I don't know what you're talking about. That can't possibly be me. <laughs> it's 100% me. Uh, and, and of course, this show got created out of the intensity of the week that I've just had created for myself. Hi, Parisa. Um, and I first want to let you guys know that you are warmly invited to a 14-day series that I'm going to start live on Thursday called The Paralysis of Perfection. The link to register is in the comments of this video already, so please come. If you're listening to this in the future, you can find that series in my shop. All of these little 14-day series are just incredible. Uh, because what I'm aware of is that what's thawing in my world is uh, something I've been dealing with and doing for my entire life, and something I've been dealing with and doing, my family was dealing with and doing. And it's this thing of, um, of control. Now, this is going to be more of a show on, on sort of the stories leading up to the tools that I'm using, because I really want this to be something that you can use in your life, no matter where you're doing control. Um, and then what we'll do in the series is really expand on it. So, so let's get started. Okay, so there's so much to this for me. And so, man, the thing that I've been noticing since I moved to Panama is that more and more, most of what I could control in North America is no longer in my control. Uh, there's the language, there's the culture, mostly the language and the culture, probably primarily the, the language, honestly, but then the culture. So those two things. And, um, and so what's been showing up out of that is, um, well, probably the third element that's been really thrown my world into um, a totally different possibility is that we also moved into a circle of people that Andreas knows really well, including his family. So the combination of those three things for me has like loosened up so many different areas in my life that that I was doing control and I didn't even know I was doing control. And, and a lot of you guys know that three years ago, I started really, whatever, two years, I started really asking the universe to show me what receiving is for me. Now, the thing is that control and receiving cannot exist in the same universe. They just, they're mutually exclusive. It's just like gratitude and judgment can't exist in the same universe. So here I go, me, brave me going, show me what receiving is for me. And the universe is like, okay, move to Panama. And I'm like, ah, you know, like this whole month for me has been one big ah. Now I have to also tell you in the same breath that we have had so much ease in getting everything set up. Like, and Andreas has contributed to so much ease with everything occurring. So what's occurring for me is literally an internal dethawing. And so it has nothing to do with what is occurring around us. We literally have so many people that are stepping up to give us connections and support and make it as easy on us as they possibly can. And, and I, and, and that's contributed to me really looking at what the heck is going on for me. Cause I, I haven't really been able to fully access the level of gratitude that I could truly choose 
And then on top of that, I've been going into these massive freakouts at him over things that are not really my reality. So I guess I say all that to tell you that you'll probably start to notice that you're doing something that's not working very well when the level of difficulty in your world doesn't really match what could be for you. And that's how I start to notice that I'm doing it. So I started really diving into like, what's going on? Like what's happening? So here's was one of the first things that I, I got really conscious of. And that is that when we move one, there's, I've done my whole life, a lot of control to cope with a lot of insanity. And when I have sessions with people or when I have sessions with people or conversations with people around in and around using the access tools and whatever, what I notice is that the people who do the most control are the ones who've used that mechanism to try to handle insanity. Um, you know, if you've watched my show at all, you know that my life's been insane. You know, a lot of you have had really insane lives on top of all of that. You know, I'm super, 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 super aware. So there's been a lot of insanity and I'm super aware. So take the insanity and multiply that by a billion and you have how it's been for me. Uh, basically living like a, a live wire, a live nerve my entire life and not knowing that that's what I was. So when you have that level of ability with awareness and on top of that, you're handling a lot of insanity. And listen, you know, the insanity in my life was really obvious. There was violence and arguing and sexual abuse and religious abuse and financial abuse. We had all the abuses. In some of your lives, the abuses weren't as obvious. The insanity maybe wasn't as obvious, you know, but any kind of judgment is insanity. And when you have a level of awareness that you've never acknowledged, never been shown, never been educated about, and definitely never been taught to use, and you're, hand, and you're trying to cope with or handle um, all this insanity, and any judgment is insanity, then you have an interesting situation for yourself. And so I went into... I watched my mom do this and then I did it way better. <laughs> a lot of control to try to cope with the insanity. Now, the only reason I'm prefacing this whole thing with that is that it is really useful to look at what you've come through and how you got yourself here. Control is just a power that we simply use against ourselves. Now, perfection is like control squared. You know, it's like going after perfection in an effort to not fill in the blank, to not fuck up, to not be wrong, to not, you know, whatever is like control exponentialized. So that's why we're going to go there, you know, really dive into the tools you can use with the paralysis of perfection, because that's what perfection does. It paralyzes you from actually having other choices, but that's, it's just control. And, um, okay. So I say all that to say that the very first thing that I became aware of was that, the second thing that went really hand in hand with that awareness of what I've created to try to cope with all this insanity was that I'm aware. You are aware. Now, here's how I, I listen. I, I know I talk about this all the time. I get it in a different way all the time. And I got it in a different way this week in regards to the move. Um, I have moved to Latin America. I might have mentioned that. <laughs> What I've, as I've been unraveling this for myself and noticing how much control is coming up in my world to change, what I've simultaneously been aware of is I'm also aware, wait a minute, 
99.9999999% of everything that goes on in my world isn't mine, self. Hey, self, 99.9999999999% of everything that goes on in your world isn't yours. I'm like, oh, so is all the control that's up in my world to change mine? So 48 hours ago, I got really aggressive with, are you mine for every single sensation in my world? Now, when I am, when, when um, whatever it is that's coming up to change is coming up in a really big way, which is where I'm at right now, I have to get way more assertive consciously with the basic access consciousness tools. And one of the very basic access consciousness tools is 99.999% of everything that goes on in your world isn't yours. And number two, you have to be willing to ask it a question. And you can ask the question, who do you belong to? Or you can do my version of the question, which is, are you mine? Because for me, that works better. Now, what's really important about that tool is using it, number one, not judging yourself when you use it. So you can also ask that question of like, well, who do you belong to? Which is not the curiosity of who do you belong to? Are you mine? And number three, it's not enough to just say the words of the tool. That's doing the tool. You have to be the energy of you mind and get present with sensations. Now, for me, a lot, when I start to spin in control and like, so control for me, right, really shows up is, as um, anger. I do a lot of anger with control or um, depression, sort of the flip side of the same coin. And when I'm doing a lot of anger or a lot of depression, that depressed energy of like, this is hopeless, I'm powerless, all that stuff. Um, that's when I know that I'm like coping and I'm no longer being, I'm not curious, I'm not handling my awareness. I'm like at the effect of it severely, you know? So that's what, so I, I say that because you will have signs of when you're coping. Maybe your signs are, you know, you start to, order everything in your life more. You know, I've seen, I do that. I've done that too, where it's like, everything's out of my control. So I start to order everything else that I feel like I can control. That could be one of your signs, but all of you have these signs of when you're starting to cope rather than be okay. Important to pay attention to why? Because when you start to cope, the person who doesn't get to be is you. And I don't know about you, but that's so hard on my body. And it's like so hard to be in a relationship with me when I'm doing that. <laughs> like it's so hard on everything. So, so what I do with this tool is like, so I, the sensations that show up in my world when I'm starting to control most of the time show up here in my chest and they're this, and then when that sensation shows up, that's when I start to go into my head and spin not the other way around. So this last 48 hours, I got really aggressive with every sensation and I would look at it. Look, meaning I would perceive it. I would feel it in my body because your body feels, beings perceive. And I would ask it and get present with it and go, are you mine? Immediately I got the energy of no. Now, once you get what's really true for you, it will dissipate. If it doesn't dissipate, you haven't gotten to what's true, period. 
It's not that the tool's broken. It's not even that you don't know how to use it. It's that you haven't gotten present with what's true. Getting present with what's true, even if what's true is a judgment, will make it dissipate. So that's why this question is so effective. So I really, for the 48 hours, I've been going, are you mine? And it goes, no. Now, what's been showing up for me with that no and in that dissipation moment is I got access to a whole bunch of other awareness simultaneously, which was really cool. I don't think I've ever really noticed that before. Most of the time when I've used this tool, I get the dissipation and then and then I move on, right? But lately what's been happening is that the dissipation occurs and I also get all this simultaneously awareness of all these other things. So this is a very, 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 very powerful tool when you are it. And that takes some practice, but I want to emphasize that. But the first step is getting that 99% of what shows up in your world. And honestly, it's more like 100%. But let's leave some room for doubt just for fun. Isn't yours. Okay, so this has been huge for me to start handling this, okay? To move myself from coping into generating, which is where you're being proactive with generating your life, I've had to go, wait a minute, first of all, all these things that I've been buying as real and true and reacting to them as if they're real and true, are they even mine? No. Okay. Let's put pin that, okay? I've moved to a country where control and perfection are the reality. Control, perfection, doubt, improving are the predominant energies here, okay? Important to identify what the predominant energies are where you're living. It's important. Why? Because you've likely been functioning from them as if they're yours. So predominant energies where you're living, predominant energies in your house, predominant energies in the people that you spend the most time around are, it's very valuable to identify those because what I started to, so as I started to identify these, because for me, it was just weird that I'm going into all this, like I've been very aggressively reactive and I know I've talked about that, but it's been really intense in the last month since we moved here. So, you know, because that's kind of my default thing anyway, that's how my family was, that's what my mom did, that's what I learned, that's my default thing anyway. When I don't acknowledge how aware I am, I default to that, you know? And it doesn't make anybody happy. When mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And mama ain't even happy, you know? So identifying the predominant energies that are here was huge because I, then I started to like, you know, we'd go out and walk around and, you know, be in the mall or on the street. And I would look and I'd be like, wow, I am validating the reality here as if it's real and true for me. And it isn't. And then I got to the next step, the next point, which is that, that awareness of like, oh, I'm different. Now, again, this sounds so fucking basic. <laughs> But you strengthen difference in your world and see how basic it is. It is strengthening the awareness for myself of how different I am has probably been one of the most, the most work I've ever had to do with me because I'm so practiced at giving away my reality. I just give it away because this is how awareness works. Awareness is just like you're aware of everything and it's a soup and, and you're in it. That's how awareness works. There's no separation between you and anybody else, there's no separation. That's not how awareness works. So if you do not strengthen the awareness and the knowledge and the being 
of how different you are, you'll just get swept away and everything you're aware of and you'll do feelings and you'll justify it by reacting all over the map, right? That's what I've, that's what I've done in the past. So man, I looked at this and I'm like, I am very, very different. Now, we're also hanging around a lot of Andreas's circle, but sort of like his sideways circle, right? His friend, his sister has a big circle and he knows them through his sister. So whatever. But that whole circle is amazing and functions from a lot of judgment of themselves. Okay. So there's a, there's a lot of fashion here. There's a lot of like wanting to look like you have it all together, wanting to be on the up and up, wanting to look like you're on the up and up. There's a lot of image, a lot of um, control from that point of view, right? Controlling your choices to be right, good, perfect, and correct. Now, that's a very familiar energy for me. That's what my family did. We did religion. We did right, good, perfect, and correct. So coming to a whole country where that is like the dominant energy, not acknowledging that I'm aware and that I'm different is a, is a death for me and death for everybody around me. Okay, so different. And so I started to look at that because I I have eight years of these tools now. So thank, thank fuck. And listen, if you're listening to this and you're new to access consciousness, all I can tell you is do more access consciousness. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Keep running your clearing loops on your phone. Keep going to classes. Keep reading the books like it starts to work. So I'm different. And so I looked at that and I'm like, okay, what is different about me? And I was like, do I actually, do I, Crystal, have a point of view about image? Yes or no? Do I, Crystal, judge my body, yes or no? No. Can I do judgment of my body? Of course, easily. Um, do I have a point of view about the way I'm dressed, yes or no? No. Am I trying to take a point of view about the way I'm dressed? Yes. Why? Because that's right here. That's what you're supposed to do. So I started, that's the thing. You can start going through your world and go, do I actually have a point of view about this? Is this actually true for me? And so as I did that, I got, okay, cool. So None of this that I've been function or trying to function from, which is unsuccessful, is true for me. Okay, so point number three um, is if it's not true for you, you won't be able to live by it. So you'll have to then discover what is true for you. So here was the demand I made of myself because I was I was doing this thing where I was giving away pleasure in my in being me in favor of judging everything that's not my reality my reality is the pleasure of being myself but it's not i'm not practiced at having that reality in the face of all these people you know i made some of this significant right i made that significant that that's his sister those are her friends we're in a we're in panama city that that made some of that shit significant and in the face of it gave up being me so and I made a demand of myself and I'm like, my demand of myself is that I like me no matter who I'm around or what I'm wearing or what shape my body's in that day or that week or that month or that year. That's my demand of myself. And I am going to put all my energy into generating that as my reality in the face of what I become aware of, no matter where we go. When we go out to dinner and I become aware of all the judgments that are there, when we go here and I become aware of all the entities and the demons and all the judgments that are there, when we walk into this building and I become aware of all the linearity and all the structure and all the control in this building, no matter what is going on, I am going to like me. Now, that's going to take some work. I have to be, I right now have to be so alert with myself, so conscious, 
that's fine because I had to do this before and it always generates a different reality. But that demand you make of yourself will will open up a different possibility for you. So what do you want to demand of yourself, right? Okay, number three, you can't change what isn't yours. I don't know if that's three or four or five. You can't change what isn't yours. You can't change what isn't yours. Now, here's another facet of this demand of myself to like me is like, one of the things you can ask yourself is how many people am I aware of that don't like themselves? More than one, more than 50, more than 100,000, more than a million. That's another thing that occurs that gets more obvious like when you move is that you tap into a whole new universe of things, different dominant energies, right? So how many people here don't like themselves? Who? How much of that is cultivated by the religion and the culture? A little bit or a megaton. So you are in you are initiated and impelled to not like yourself here. Because if you like yourself, then you're not humble. If you like yourself, then you might be wrong. If you like yourself, then you'll sin. If you like yourself, then you'll be too high on your horse and you won't. I mean, if you look at the religious stuff that gets impelled in this country, and so you look at your own country, look at your own mix, right? You are impelled to not like yourself. So is it that I don't like myself or is it that I'm aware of people not liking themselves. So that demand of me to like myself flies in the face of the dominant reality. And that's why I kind of circle back to point number two of getting that you're different. Now, you being willing, me being willing to be that different here is going to do a thing. It's going to do a thing. You're not supposed to like yourself. And so I do like myself. I actually really like myself. I really I'm comfortable in my skin until I leave the house. That's what I've been saying. I'm like, I'm comfortable in my skin until I go down to the pool, right? We have a pool here. And then I'd go down to the pool and all of a sudden I would be stressed. And the other day I was looking at that and I was like, okay, is it that I'm stressed because of the pool or something else? Something else. How many judgments, projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections? I can't do anything about the background sound. I'm so sorry. There's construction. How does it get better than Panama? So, you know, like how many projections, expectations, and judgments am I aware of at the pool? I mean, people go to pools to swim or something else. They don't go to swim. They go to be seen. They go to judge. They go to do whatever they're going to do, right? So it's a never-ending conversation about how aware you are. So you got to get that you're aware. You got to get that you're different. You got to get that you can't change what isn't yours. You got to get that the fact that everyone else is living from it doesn't make it any more real or true. I have not met here yet a person that doesn't judge themselves. No, I don't know if I've met a person like that anywhere in the world. Okay, fine. I would say here it's more dynamic. Um, does that make judging yourself more real or true? Just because everybody's doing it. You can look at this with COVID as well and the vaccine. Does the fact that everybody is telling you to get the vaccine make that more real or more true? 
does the fact that everyone's telling you that COVID is a real thing, that it's a this and a that and a this and a that and a this, everybody's got an opinion, does that make it any more real or true? If you don't strengthen what's real and true for me here, you will always be at the effect of what everybody else is making real and true. And the fact that it's the dominant reality doesn't make it more real and true. It just means that right here, right now, it's a dominant reality. So what I've been asking is what's it going to take for me to be willing to impose my reality no matter where I go? Now, that takes strength and that takes courage because that will not be validated by anybody around you, period. Nobody's even going to notice. The only thing that's going to occur is you'll be happier and it will change things. How it will change things, you don't know. That it will change things, you can know because you are different. So you being willing to be that different and impose that energetically wherever you go creates a different reality. It creates a different possibility. It creates the exposure of a reality that nobody else has had the strength or the courage to be. So what are you? that you can choose to be and everything that doesn't allow it times a godzillion will you destroy it and create it all right wrong good bad pot pop all nine shorts boys and beyonds and you can find that clearing statement at the clearingstatement.com <sighs> cool so number five point that i wrote down is like you have to give up coping and perfection as the point of view I remember the moment that I read in the reference materials, which is this big body of work that's archived material from classes ever, ever in the history of access. Gary said, you've got to give up survival as a point of view. And at the time I was really researching money, you know, like how to change my financial reality. And that definitely applies to money. You will never thrive with money um, if you are doing survival, period. So that worked. That worked. I gave up survival as a point of view with money and now I'm thriving. So it works. What I realized is that I have not yet given up coping and perfection as points of view when it comes to people. I haven't yet done that, but that's going to change. That's the thing I'm choosing. Because if you only ever cope with people's insanity, the person who will always struggle is you. If you start choosing to be as different as you are, if you start choosing to impose your reality, no matter who you're around, you will thrive. Other people will do whatever they do and, and you will get to be it. Like you will thrive. So it's like, if I keep choosing to cope or I keep choosing to try to be perfect, which is also a coping perfection is a coping, then I'll fail. I'll just, I'll fail. I'll be unhappy. I will be reactive. I will be, always looking for the projected future reality that is the inevitable destruction. That's what I'll do with coping. Because in a coping position, you're always on the defensive. In, a, in the choice for being you, that is an offensive, offensive imposition into the limitations other people are making so real and so true. And I'm sorry, I may surrender to giving up my reality for a month, which honestly is a fucking long time for me, but fuck limitation. 
For me, limitation will die in the path of what I know as possible. And that will only be possible if I choose to be as different as I am. And so I'm making a demand of myself. That's my tool. I am also really actively, consciously, aggressively using, are you mine? Who does this belong to? Are you mine? Are you mine? Are you mine? No. If you really use it and you get present and that energy will dissipate, you will create a different reality for yourself. And then really opening up to the courage and the strength that it takes to be as different as you are. I, I spent most of my life being made fun of in school. I was bullied in school. Um, we were, we were really different as a kid. As a kid, I was in a different religion. I was very smart. I had big glasses, long hair. I didn't fit in on any level. And I remember when I was 16, I, you know, like I vowed, you know, I made this oath and a vow to like be cool. I wanted to be one of the cool kids. The thing I'm getting today at 46 after 16 years after, no, 30 years later, the thing I'm getting today is I am not cool. I am different. The way people function doesn't make sense to me. The fact that they judge themselves into oblivion is the hardest thing to be around. This world as it is does not make sense to me, but I did choose to come here and I did choose to be me here now with a body And I can either be at the effect of everything that doesn't make sense to me, or I can go, yeah, that's not real and true and be me. Now that's a, it's a practice. It's a, it's, it's, it's something you have to learn. But for me, it's life worth living. So if you want more on this, we're going to deep dive into it for 14 days. And the link is in the comments, the paralysis, going beyond the paralysis of perfection we will definitely get into coping in that series and a bunch of other things that I'm so excited about. And if, if it's not time, that's okay. Just there's, I, had, I did a $15 who does it belong to challenge that's in my shop. If you want to go find it, if you need a guided three day intense, intense uh, exposure to the tool and otherwise just take what I've said here and apply it to your life. We, we did not come here to suffer this world. We came here to create a different one. And that will only be possible if we start to really actively choose to be the difference that we are. So what's that going to take? See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find. So if you enjoyed this, please leave a five-star review and also share this with a friend who you know might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on crystaljoycrawford.com and to learn more about the incredible life-changing tools of access consciousness, go to accessconsciousness.com and theclearingstatement.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Mm -hmm.